Well, it's hard to believe that the summer's already over. I'm thankful to um, Pastor Boots and you all for giving me the opportunity to, opportunity to be here and preach, and not only to preach, but to get to meet you all. It's been a great opportunity and a lot of good experience for me. And I'd just like you to keep me in your prayers. as I, Like he mentioned, I head back this Saturday, and Zach heads back this Friday. And so just keep us in your prayers as we go into this next semester. We're looking forward to it and excited for what all the Lord has. So take your Bibles tonight and turn to Luke chapter number 21. We'll be in Luke 21, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 4. It says, And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast into the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all that she had. We pick it up here in Luke chapter number 21. Jesus is sitting beside this treasury. And he's watching as all these rich men, I'm sure important men, are casting in all their money. They're casting in a good amount of money. But we see here in verse number 2, we see a widow. The Bible calls her a poor widow, comes up and casts two mites. And now I can see all the rich men sitting there right now like, look at this lady. She's casting in two mites, and we're casting in a hundred mites, or however many they cast in. But Jesus says very, something very interesting in verses number 3 and 4. He says, and he said, of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. And I can picture all the rich men and important men sitting there going, like, excuse me, like, what are you trying to say? He says, for all of these have of their abundance cast into, in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all that she had, all the living that she had. She gave all that she had, and that was the difference. Are you willing to give your all for God tonight? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you just... Be with me, Father, tonight as I speak. I pray that you give me the words to say, Father, speak through me. I thank you, Lord, for this church, Father. I thank you, Lord, for just everyone here tonight, Father. I pray that you would bless, Father, and keep blessing this church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be asking yourself tonight, why should I give my all to God? Why does he deserve my all? Well, he gave his all for you, didn't he? Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter number 27. Matthew chapter number 27. And we're going to be in verse number 27. Matthew 27, verse 27, and it says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, and they, they took the robe off from him and put it put his own raiment on him, and led him away to crucify him. Jesus didn't give 50%. Jesus didn't give 70%. He gave his all. He gave it all so that I wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell. He gave his all so that you wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell. If you think tonight about the people that have given their all for you or the people that have sacrificed for you, I think about my parents who are here tonight who have sacrificed and given their all so that I could be in a Christian school through kindergarten through 12th grade and so that I could have the Bible taught to me and so I could hide the verses that I learned there in my heart and just get a good education. I think of the teachers who have sacrificed and given their all for me going through school. I think of the teachers who are doing that right now at college. They're trying to prepare me the best they can to go serve the Lord in the ministry one day. I think about pastors who have sacrificed. Pastor Boots has been a great role model in my life, somebody I've always looked up to and respected very much. 
and I think of people like him, pastor brothers, who have given their all, and that for people like me so that we could follow in their footsteps. I think of the youth workers who have given their all so that I could be excited about coming to church and excited about going to team meeting and different teen activities. Bus workers who give their all to go out and pick kids up for church every Sunday morning. That's a big part of our church that I think oftentimes gets overlooked. But as much as those people have done for you, as much as those people have sacrificed for you, Jesus has given more for you than any person on earth could ever give for you. He gave it all, so we should give our all for him. And number two, anything less than our all will never be good enough. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians um, chapter 9, verse 6. Second Corinthians 9, 6. It says, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. I'm, in other words, you're going to reap what you sow, right? I'm so thankful that growing up I had parents that taught me that you're going to get out of things what you put into things. In other words, I can't study for a test and study for five minutes for a test and go in and expect to make an A. Many times I did study five minutes for a test and you know what I made? Well, I'm not going to tell you tonight. It's, it's too embarrassing, but that's not the important part. And then I'm so thankful for parents who taught me you're going to get out of things what you put into things. You can't practice once a week for a sport that you're playing and expect to be the MVP. You can't expect to be able to play an instrument if you never practice. And the same thing applies to serving the Lord. You can't expect to have a thriving bus route and have kids coming every Sunday morning if you're skipping out and not being faithful to bus visitation. You can't expect to hear from the Lord if you're never spending any time alone with Him in prayer and devotional life. We can't expect to see souls saved if we're never going out and giving the gospel. What we put into things is what we're going to get out of things. We should put our all into serving God. My third point tonight is for the teens. I've always got to pick on the youth group. I've gotten to know them a little bit over the past few days. So, um, turn, God is looking for teenagers who will give their all to serving Him. God is looking for the teenagers who will give their all. Turn to John chapter 6. John chapter number 6. Many of you know the story of the feeding of the 5,000, and that's where we pick it up in verses 8 and 9 of John chapter 6. We see this young boy coming to give five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. It says, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? This boy, he didn't give half of what he had to Jesus. He didn't have give a little bit of what he had to Jesus. He gave all of what he had to Jesus. And he didn't have much. He only had five loaves and two fishes. But a young person, when you give your all to Jesus, when you give your life and surrender to Jesus, he will do more with it than you could have ever imagined. I don't think that this young man, when he came up to Jesus, he wasn't expecting Jesus to feed 5,000 people with just five loaves and two fishes. I don't think he expected that to happen. But when we give our all to serving God, he will bless that. You can ask anyone in here. Ask your parents. Ask Pastor Boots. Ask any of the youth workers in here that... A surrendered life and giving your all to God is far better than anything that the world has to offer today. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to give God your all. And sometimes being willing to give God your all means you're going to have to give up some things in your life. Are you willing to give up that friend that may not be the best influence for you in your life? Are you willing to stop listening to the wrong music? Are you willing to stop disrespecting your parents? Are you willing to do, get rid of anything that will keep you from giving your all and do anything that will keep you from serving God? 
now more than ever, we need some teenagers and we need some young adults who are surrendered and giving their all to God. And the last point I have tonight is when you give God your all, expect Satan to come after you. You know, Satan's not worried for the Christians that aren't are backslidden. He's not worried about the Christians that are in church once a week. He's not worried about the Christians that aren't really doing much for God because he's already got them right where he wants them. He's got them not doing too many. He's worried about the Christians that are giving their all to God. He's worried about the servants of God that are really putting effort and time into it and the servants of God that are giving their all. I think of men in the Bible who Satan attacked. I think of men like Job, who was a man sold out to God, but then Satan came and tried to do everything that he could to Job to get him from not being as faithful to God as he should be. I think of men like Joseph, who, as far as we know, trying to do his best to live for the Lord, and then Satan sends along Potiphar's wife to try to tempt Joseph and try to get him to do something that would be immoral and wrong inside of God. I think of men like Daniel, who was threatened to be thrown in the lion's den because of his faithfulness to prayer and faithfulness and dedication to the things of God. But all three of these men that Satan tempted each have something in common. They each were given their all to God and each had a surrendered life to God. All, whenever we give God our all, that's when Satan will try his best to make us fall. Turn to Revelation chapter number 20 tonight. I'm thankful tonight that no matter how much Satan attacks us, no matter how much he comes after us when we try to give our all to him, I'm thankful we have a more powerful God than Satan. Turn to Re Revelation 20, and we're going to be looking at verse number 10. It says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I'm thankful that we can serve God and we can give him our all, knowing that we're on the winning side. The devil knows he's already beaten. The devil knows he's already defeated. But he's going to try his best to, get us from giving, to keep us from giving our all to God and keep us from serving him. I'm thankful that when we give God our life, we know that we're on the winning side and that God's already taken care of us. Amen. Will you give God your all tonight? It won't always be easy. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, but it's worth it. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us, Father. I pray, Lord, that you would take these few words that I've said, Father, and I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to hearts, Father, and just help be with me, Lord, as I go back to college and all the college students in this church, Father, that have already gone back. I pray, Lord, that you would just watch over them and protect them. And I pray, Lord, that you help us to really give our all tonight, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You would stand your seat to your heads, bowed, and your eyes closed tonight. Simple